Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos. And you're listening to Love's Fire. Hello! Hello and welcome everybody. Yes. So, this week we wanted to talk about unity because it's something really beautiful that we are seeing happening in the church that we go to right now and but we really feel like it's not just for you know our local church but really for the church of, like in a, as a whole like the bride of Christ and it's been just amazingly just beautiful like it's only in the beginning but we just we can see i mean the way i described it this morning to a friend cuz when we are recording this it's sunday even though it'll be released on tuesday and so this morning just looking around the sanctuary and seeing different um people it's basically two churches are becoming one church and we've been actually going to both of the churches for the past couple of months and like looking around and just seeing people from the from one of the churches at the other church it was just like so beautiful and it was like I was telling a friend it was like I was just like felt like I was just seeing God's heart and just like how happy it makes him to see his children like dwell in unity together and um so that's a little intro to what we want to talk about today yes that is a great intro which thanks (laughs) yeah which makes you want to read that verse that you just quoted just referenced. Yes, how sweet and pleasant it is. For brethren to dwell together in unity. Yes. And so, yeah, it's Psalm 133. And so, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Yeah. It is like the precious oil upon the head Running down the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down the edge of his garments, it is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And Jesus said, how will they know, uh, how will we know that we're his? Like, it's by our love for one another. Yeah. And so... It's amazing. It is amazing. And we understand that, um, you know, dwelling in unity with people takes work. It's something that we're really thankful for some of the people that have come in to teach on this um, to the different church bodies, which now is one body. Um, but just have there have been some intentional messages just about what it means to be a covenant people and how like the world um, should be able to look at the church and see how to be in relationship with people, be in relationship with one another. Um, but sadly, sometimes the same um, statistics of uh, like friendships and marriages and things are the same in the church as it is outside in the world. Um, but we're believing that that's changing and just Amen. that God is giving his body um, just revelation on how to keep covenant with friends and with different church members and with your spouses. And so those are some things we wanted to share on. But yeah. To clarify, your your spouse, just one, just one spouse. One spouse. <laughs> Uno. For each person. <laughs> Uno spouse. So, um, yeah, we had really, I mean, man, the message um, recently by uh, Pastor Joey was really good. Um, 
one message that really has stuck with us um, was, uh, I think it was called Covenants. I think it was, uh, I think it was more like, like family versus tribal thinking or like that was, that's what it was about. I forgot what the title was. Yeah. But on YouTube there, there's a, it's on there as like covenant something. Like a covenant people or something. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that. Anyways, yeah, if you can figure out by our <laughs> what we just said, if you can find it, that's awesome. You should listen to it. It's really good. So, but he was talking about just like pointing out how different the disciples were. And I and it's just amazing to think about like the intentionality in that. Like Jesus chose a tax collector and then someone who was like a zealot. And it's just like the difference of the background, the difference of thinking, just so much that they could have, like, we know, like, they didn't see eye to eye on, but it's like now Jesus called them both to himself. And now it's, like, amazing to think that, like, Jesus' heart, even in choosing his disciples, was to see unity of people from different backgrounds. And really, no matter where you go, like, I mean, that's healthy that there's actually a lot of people from different backgrounds coming together at a church because it's, like, meaning that it's not that you're gathering because of all of the similarities you're gathering because of Jesus and Jesus is the one drawing you, not your own common interests. And so it's just amazing and beautiful. And just like, I think he even mentioned, like, if all we do is like befriend people that are like us, then it's really not learning. You're not getting to learn how to love. I don't know if he said it exactly like this, but like the way I took it is like, you're not getting you're not really getting to learn how to love other people. You're just loving yourself. Like if, if that's the reason you're friends with people is because they're like you, then it's just like you're loving yourself. But if people are actually different than you, then you're getting to really grow in love of like, wow, even though this person's different, they might see something differently than me, but I'm going to love them and not, you know, expect them to be exactly like me. Um, and of course we all get to um, like take a part in, growing and sharpening one another if some if there is something that they see differently than you and it's actually unbiblical on either side then that's different like of course like you you y'all get to decide together of how to work through that and how to call each other up higher to um like a biblical standard and so those are some of the things that were on my heart yeah it's good and we can probably put a link to it yeah in the description yeah and uh of that message by pastor joey yeah but uh it was yeah like and just to clarify for those that may not know the background of like zealot versus tax collector oh yeah give us um that zealots were so there's simon the zealot right and so different than simon peter but uh <laughs> Side note, it's amazing how many uh, common names there were in the disciples. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't have a wide variety back at that time. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe they were really different. And so he was like, liked, I don't know for sure. I'm just saying, like, because they had the same name didn't mean they were the same person. Yes, obviously. I'm sure they're very different. Yeah. Um, But who's going to bring back Bartholomew? Just Who's going to bring back Bartholomew? Like, talk about him more. (laughs) Yeah, well, we don't know much about him, but I meant like just name their child that. Oh. I mean, we're not planning on naming any of our children that, but. I'm uh, sure there's a Bartholomew out there. They yeah. probably call him Bart. I don't, yeah, that's true. I just, I just maybe haven't. Well, I won't reference him. I just haven't met. <laughs> a, maybe I have. I mean, maybe 
I forgot, so I'm sorry. If sorry I'm if you're listening and your name is Bart. And is your real name Bartholomew? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's a great name. We, uh, but it's the point is <laughs> okay. So the point was, uh, you know, zealots. They were like a um, extremist, really, like a, a extremist Jewish group that was. Um, because basically Rome occupied Israel. They were controlling Israel and giving them a very limited amount of freedom. But really Rome ruled um, the the Jewish people. And so uh, zealots were a group of people that thought that the best way to stop that, like for the glory of God, like they believed in God and they felt like they were doing this for God, was by assassinating like Roman, you know, key Roman individuals or people that were collaborating with Rome or whatever. And so they were very much against Rome to the point of assassination, to the point of murder. And, uh, yikes. Tax collectors, uh, like Matthew. <laughs> if you watch The Chosen, that will help you a lot. Yes. You'll have a visual for a zealot and a tax collector. So That's true. Uh, there's another plug. There's another <laughs> we don't get paid by Joey or by Chosen, so. <laughs> um so but we do get paid by god and so that's great (laughs) he's our provider thank you father so the so like matthew the tax collector he was a jew that was basically a friend of rome and basically like you know the jews consider tax collectors like um like betraying their own people Mm -hmm. for the sake of money because they were paid well and mm-hmm. so it's basically tax collectors were considered people that sold them, you know, were sellouts to the enemy, so to speak, like as mm-hmm. far as they considered Rome. Yeah. So anyway, so you have two people that would naturally be completely against each other. Yeah. And yet they're both disciples. But why? Because of the man Jesus, because of, uh, you know, Jesus, who is God and man Yeah. <laughs> all at once. And so... But that's the point is like you were saying, uh, okay, there's a lot of factors that can go into it as far as like a church. Like obviously the yeah. people that happen to live around a church would affect <laughs> who goes to that church. But sure. um, but that aside, if, you know, all your friends and everyone in your church and everyone in that you connect with normally are all very similar. Yeah. You know, then it's like, okay, why are you, why are you gathering? Why are you connecting with these people? Is it because of Jesus or is it because of natural similarities? Yeah. Because we all have things to learn from each other. And right. so we, if we want to be sharpened, if we want to grow up into love and to Christ, yeah. we need the body. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, we were just talking to a friend. We just had lunch with a friend and she, I think she had this vision. Yeah. Like God spoke this to her and it was. Like, very, like... Uh, gruesome. Gruesome. But it was, like, a really good picture of, like, what it... Like, what does it look like for someone to... For a Christian to not be connected into a body, into a community. And so... And, again, we know that there's circumstances that can make it more or less difficult for different people, depending sure. on where they're at and how many people are around that believe the same way. Mm-hmm. Um but all that aside... It's worth pursuing, though. Yeah. Even when it's challenging. Like, it's still worth pursuing, you know? Yeah. 
And so, yeah, so it's like Jesus is the head. We are the body of Christ, yeah. right? And so if we are not connected to the body, then it's like, and this is what she was saying, that like God spoke this to her, that it's like a head cut off and a hand cut off walking together. Yeah. Like it's like gross and weird. Yeah. But like think about it, that's about how weird it is for a Christian to isolate themselves from the rest of the body if they're not. So then if it's just me and Jesus, then it's like, okay, whether I'm a hand or you know, whatever member of the body yeah. we are personally, like, you know, it talks about that. Um, Paul talks about that. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, uh, then it's just a dismembered member of the body and the head. Yeah. So it's like, no, we're meant to be connected to the whole body. Yeah. And that's only by the spirit and the grace and the love of God Yeah. that we can do that. We can't do it on our own strength, but we can by the yeah. spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. And really... The only way to like um, be able to do community and not live in like offense and all these things is to know how loved and valued we are by God and just and having grace for one another that we're all like we're all growing. And it's like every there's I feel like everyone has had some form of um, just like like issues in relationships, like relationships take work. And so it's just. I think the only, really, the only way to get connected into a community in a healthy way is to first be, like, getting your value, your acceptance from God. And that's what's going to really free you to be able to love people in a community, in a body, to where you're not going there to just take, 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 but it's also to give and to be love also. And in that, you're going to, there's going to be a love received as well. Um, and I know for us, like even recently, I think, uh, you've probably heard of him listening. Danny Silk came and, uh, visited and taught to the church and, um, he compared just like connecting to community to this, uh, I think it's Redwoods. Was it Redwoods? Yeah. Yeah. Redwoods. And just how the way that they can weather storms is because of all of their roots underneath the ground are all connected to one another, that they have so they're connected to so many different trees, I think. And are like they look for different or their roots look for different roots to connect onto. And he had like the whole church. We all like locked arms or like we're not going down. And it's just like just the importance of connecting with other um, believers. And it was so cool because and and now I I, like have that picture in my mind when we're starting to like connect with people. Like I feel like we've been more intentional just about connecting with people and just like you don't have to necessarily connect on everything but there's going to be something that you connect on and it's like if at first it's just like I'm a girl and you're a girl (laughs) like we connect you know what I mean like there's like even if it's not maybe naturally or in the past the person you would have chosen like ask God to show you something about them and just like yeah just begin to just love and be loved to the people around you and it's just it's really amazing just like having that picture though like as we lock arms as we are intentional about connecting it's like when storms come it's like we have this united body that can stand you know and it's like things like covid for example like example like think about that it's like the church was shut down for a lot of people but if you're connected to these people personally you have their phone number you've already you've had a relationship with them so you can still stay in contact like there it's not like you, like when that kind of thing happens it's not like now you have no 
uh, communication with people or connection with anyone um, or depth with them, too. It's like you may, you know, you may have been friends with them on Facebook, but y'all barely talked any. So it's like being intentional in these times um, and like when those times come, it's like y'all are able to stand together and stand firm in, in God. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I've found personally uh, in my own life, in our own lives, that has helped us to um, love, love people and to walk in community and is being secure in Christ. Yeah. Which is knowing our love, our value, acceptance all come from Him yeah. and not from people. Yeah. And the, uh, on the opposite end, the biggest, one of the biggest enemies that we've heard of and seen uh, that the devil uses to break up community, to break up churches, to break up um, people yeah. is insecurity yeah. and insecurities. Yeah. And so when we are secure in Christ, like it yeah. changes everything. Yeah. Both, I mean, er, I mean both personally and then also in community. Yeah. And so, and we've talked about this before, but it's, it's good to be reminded of it both like for us and for, uh, for everyone. Yeah. And so, um, because it's not about just agreeing with the truth. It's about becoming that truth by the yeah. spirit and grace of God. Yeah. It's being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, and so like, we all need love. We all need value. We all need acceptance. Yeah. And all those things Jesus provides. And he's the only one that can truly provide those things. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Romans 5 eight. God demonstrates his own love towards us. And while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Before we did anything for him, he proved his love for us. Yeah. And so now, like, and that's not based on feelings or circumstances. Like the cross, the price he paid for us never changes. So his love for us never changes. Yeah. You know, he magnifies word above all his name. And so we get to magnify his word above all our feelings, above all our circumstances. And like sometimes it can be uh, something we ha- just have to press into. Like, uh, I mean, like even this last week, there were some very challenging moments for us based on circumstances, based on feelings. And we just had to press into it of like, we're gonna, we're not gonna give into these feelings. We're not gonna give into these emotions, these circumstances, like God's love is the same. And we had to go back to the cross we, and go back to worship, to praise. Like, he is yeah. worthy regardless of what we're going through. Yeah. He hasn't loved us any less, or he doesn't love us any less in this moment than he did when we were feeling amazing and all our circumstances are great. Like, yeah. his love is always the same. Yeah. And our value is proven by the price he paid for us. Yeah. Again, at the cross, there's no higher price he could have paid for us. And then Ephesians 1, six says we're accepted in the Beloved. And so we're never, we can never be rejected. If God is for us, who can be against us? If God has accepted us, then who can reject us? Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if people reject us or, uh, you know, walk away from us or forsake us or whatever, like yeah. we are still accepted. Yeah. Because we weren't looking when we're secure in him and in his love, then we weren't looking for that from them. Yeah. We're reaching out to people to love them. Yeah. And so... It's just amazing. And like, so that's like, practically speaking, what does that look like? That looks like when we're in a 
or one of the ways that can look is when we're in a group setting, like one, we're listening to Holy Spirit, but two, I'm looking for people to love. And so, so I'm just listening to Holy Spirit and seeing if there's, you know, if you're not, if Holy Spirit's not highlighting anyone in particular, and if I have the time, then it's like, who's not talking to anyone? Who's just sitting there by themselves or standing there by themselves? Or, uh, you know, who can I love? Who can I encourage? Who can I bless? Because now I'm not looking to receive, to get from people. Now I'm looking to give mm-hmm. uh, because I've already received from God. <laughs> yeah. You know, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph, who always leads us in love, yeah. and who's poured out his love into our hearts by his Holy Spirit. Yeah. But you also receive from people too. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing too for people to do. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about community. We yeah. Want, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not talking about being a Lone Ranger. Yeah. Uh, to, yeah. Thanks for that clarification. It's like, yeah, I'm not talking about I receive from God, so I don't need people. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that I receive from God, so now I'm going to love people. So now I'm going to be in community. Yeah. Even, even if it's hard, naturally yeah. speaking, that even if people yeah. aren't being recept- receptive, even if people. Yeah. Have gotten offended or or misunderstand us or you know it's fighting for that relationship because of love because we receive from god yeah and so we're loving unconditionally yeah yeah i clarify because i do know like that is sometimes it is hard for some people to receive and i know as you're sharing like your heart isn't just like i'm gonna go and just love 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 and if someone tries to encourage me it's like no i want to love other people (laughs) like you would receive it with open arms and so it's just it doesn't mean that we need it from other people, but we still receive it. And it really it's a biblical thing to encourage each other daily. It says for us to encourage each other daily. And so it is important for us to be encouraging one another and receiving encouragement, but not from a place of like, if no one encourages me today, then I'm going to be so sad. And, you know, it's like, no, like. God is the ultimate encourager. What did David do? He encouraged himself in the Lord. That is the main source of our encouragement, our value, our peace, our joy. And on top of that, it's like God is an abundant God. So over and above is the encouragement we get from others. Or if there's a leader or someone that encourages us, like that is just over and above what God has already said about us. We don't need a leader or another Christian to tell us who we are it's already been established by God and they're just adding on to something that God's already established in you. And just like that, that place will really help a lot of people, especially going in to like a church or something then, because sadly that is a lot of where people get hurt in churches because they go in thinking that this place will fill all of their needs and they can't. It's, I mean, it's bad, but it's good that you're talking about it. <laughs> but, it's not good, but thank you. But uh, but yeah, like that that opens you up for disappointment because Jesus is the only one that can fulfill those needs. Um, and we we weren't meant to like take the spa of Jesus for anyone. And so yeah, that's good. Uh, there's more we could say, but I think yeah, this sake was a t- big subject. <laughs> <laughs> but for the sake of time, I think unless you had some last thing to say, I think I don't think so. I think that's good for now. Yes, we so, will put the top on that can of worms. <laughs> that's a good can. Okay, not worms. That doesn't sound good at all. Let's okay. just uh, <laughs> ignore that. <laughs> that's can of discussion. All right, so uh, we love y'all so much. 
and Jesus loves you so much, so much. much Whether you feel much. like or not, <laughs> no matter what your circumstances are, He has a plan for your life. Yeah, and most of all, to know you, to be known, um, and to be known by you. Yeah, uh, this is eternal life that we may know Him, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom He sent. Yeah. So eternal life starts now when we make Jesus Lord in knowing Him, knowing yeah. God. And He fulfills all our needs. We're complete and satisfied, fulfilled in Him. Yeah. We are complete in Christ. And uh, and then we get to lock arms with our brothers and sisters in Christ for His glory. And so, and to see His glory um, manifest on the earth. Yes. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. No. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. We can give you a little hint. The ark was not held by one person. The ark of the presence of God it was not held by one. That's true. It was held by like four, maybe. Yeah, four people. Four people. So, <laughs> maybe next time I'll tell you more. All right. Uh, do you want to pray something? Sure. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you've done and what you're doing in your bride, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that your bride is not divided. She's not double-minded, yeah. that she's not dismembered. Yeah. We bless your bride to love, yeah, to receive your love, Father, and to give out your love, Father. And we just speak a blessing over your body, Father. Yeah. We speak a blessing over your body, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in our hearts, and we speak the same over everyone that's listening or watching, Father, that you'd give them new eyes to see the people around them. Thank you, Jesus, that you would bring divine friendships and relationships into their life, Father, that none of us would try to do life alone. Thank you, Jesus, that we would lock arms with the other brothers and sisters around us, Father. And if there's things to work through, Father, that we would work, that we would do the work. <laughs> that we would, And we would let you, Holy Spirit, help us, Father. Help us in what should be said and what shouldn't be said. If there's any apologies that need to be made, Father. Thank you that you, yeah, that you've been given us all the ministry of reconciliation, Father. So we just bless everyone in their conversations and in the joy of, yeah. um, of creating these relationships, God. We know, Jesus, that um, you didn't commission us to do life with one another, to break bread in each other's homes. You didn't do this for it to burden us, Father. You did it because you knew it would be joyful. You knew it would be amazing. You you displayed it for us, Father, the way that you came and you didn't just order around your disciples, Jesus. You invited them in close to live with you, to walk with you, to eat with you, Jesus. So we just bless us, all of us, um, to be able to learn from you and yeah. do the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah. Be blessed, love you, be healed, be whole, be free in yeah. Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, touch every person right now that's yes. watching or listening. Bring them and lead them to Jesus in yeah. an even greater way than ever before. Yes. For your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bye. Bye.